You're listening to episode number 39 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, Sammy talks with Ari Weissman, a college student who is truly inspirational. Sammy and Ari have been working closely together through many organizations at SDSU, and they both felt called to put up this podcast episode. Ari and Sammy talk all about college, how to get super involved without burning out, and give high school students a few tips to do the same. I'm so excited for this episode. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need. And all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. I am here with Ari Wiseman, who is one of the most extraordinary people that I've met. He's a student at SGSU and holds many different titles and is involved with many different things on campus, off campus, and all around. I have met him through various different organizations and programs at SDSU, and I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. So Ari, welcome to the show. It's an honor and a pleasure. First, can you just give my listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do in terms of being a student and organizations you are involved in, and anything else you want to include? Of course. If I can describe myself in one word, it would be perseverance. Since the moment I was born, I was born with a brain stroke. and I was given the gift of life and I take that gift every single day to strive for every single goal I have. And I take that motto with me in every single organization I go with every single class. I am currently a freshman at SDSU, like you said before, studying business with an emphasis in information systems. I'm involved in a service organization called Rotaract, which is a subset of Rotary International. I've been doing karate since I was five at UCSV, and I'm just a regular chill guy. You know, I think Sammy is giving me way too much praise. <laughs> That's amazing. And I really appreciate you talking sort of about your beginnings and the brain stroke that you had. Can you just go into that and talk a little bit about how that has sort of set up your life motto and how that set up the ideals you follow today? Right. What I value most of any single person is humility. Especially during high school, a lot of my peers were geniuses. They've gone to UC Berkeley and UC LA and Stanford and done incredible things. But what I felt a lot of my peers lacked was humility. They would always brag about their test scores. And for me, I don't care about how smart you are with tests. What I care about is your passions and your service for others. Because in the end of the day, that's what truly matters. And with my humble beginnings, I think I value that 
Yeah, no, for sure. It's really important because a lot of times people will view other people based on labels, right? right. It's like, oh, you're president of this club. Oh, I'm going to treat you this way because you're president and stuff like yeah. that. And I feel like this shows that you have a sense of like, that doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be based off of your test scores or your positions and stuff like that. So that's really profound in a sense. You've taught me so many things in the past six months. And I really want to touch on sort of this fact that I pulled out from what you were talking about before. Sort of like living your life out to the fullest. Whenever we are together and talking, we always talk about how you want to achieve your dreams. You want to create a legacy. So can you just touch on your thoughts on that? I'm someone who I don't believe in destiny. I believe we create our own destiny and we're here for a short time. I always wake up every single moment saying, how can I create a positive legacy wherever I go? That means helping others because at the end of the day, I want Ari Wiseman to be someone who makes this world better for the people who live on past me. And I think that's what we should all strive for. We create our own destiny. Mm -hmm. So I want to go and I want to always manifest my own goals and dreams whether that be short-term or long-term. You can definitely see that with Sammy. Sammy's the queen of goals. Wherever we hang out, she's the boss lady. She can help me (laughs) achieve my goals easily. That's really good because I feel like a lot of people, especially like high schoolers and college students, they're really trying to just get by. They're trying to, you know, graduate high school, graduate college with the best grade ever and like, that's it. But I think it's really important is to look into the future but don't look into it too much, right? So there's the aspect of what am I doing right now that's going to impact me later on in a positive way versus, you know, looking into the future and being like, oh my God, I have to have my whole life sorted out before I turn 18 or whatever. Yeah. It's know? all about so balance. There's two, yeah, exactly. There's two different ways to view it and it's all about balance. This may be a difficult question, but what are your best tips to help high school students figure out how they could create or begin to create their own legacy? Right. When you're a high school student, don't think about where am I going to go to college? What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Just think about what really interests you. For me, in the most basic of ways, I just love talking to people no matter what. I built on that and I said I really liked public speaking. So I kind of worked toward that and I thought about my ideas of creating a legacy. And what really came to my attention was politics. Politicians, they argue on creating a bill. And I always thought if I can create a road, if I can create a bill that serve my community, that's how I can create an everlasting legacy. So it's always a big goal. And I think what I tell high school students is don't put so much pressure on you. Mm-hmm. See it less as a, a everlasting and daunting task and see it as a fun thing to do. We have a lot of time right now. And I think a lot of people are feeling bored. You know, what am I going to do with so much time? And I always tell people, this is your way to create your passion project. This Mm -hmm. is your way to explore something you've never done before. And I I just think this is the time to just find what really calls out to you. 100%. You mentioned before you're part of Rotorock and you've done karate for years. Adding on to those, like what are some of your main passions and also how have you found those passions generally? So another passion of mine would be philosophy. I love poetry and asking these philosophical questions. Because growing up in school, I I didn't really care about the math equations or how chemistry bonds are formed. That's the rest of my family. The rest of my family is super STEM. For me, I just love human nature and understanding these big concepts. The one thing I really don't like about our public school system is that we're graded so heavily about there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And I feel like with philosophy, there is no 
right answer. It's just about arguing your points. And I think with philosophy, the people who are interested in that, it makes you a better person because every single point of view, even if you completely disagree with it, it helps you understand yourself better. How have you found those passions throughout your life? It's been a long journey. And I really wanted to emphasize that up until maybe I was 16, I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I was walking in complete darkness. I remember in elementary school, a lot of teachers would ask you, what's your dream career? And I would always just say, oh, I just want to have good grades and do well in school. But sophomore year of high school, I really was building up on who I am. And growing up, my mom, the rest of my family's from Israel. And my mom, avid reader of the news. Every single day from 7 a.m. to like 2 p.m., she's got the news. She's looking at stock markets. She's a brilliant woman. When I was younger, I was like, mom, I just want to go and watch TV, play video games. And I think growing up and maturing, I kind of took from a worldview of myself to a broader worldview of the entire world and the issues that's surrounding it. For sure. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like seniors in high school, they'll be like, oh my God, I don't really like anything right now. I don't have that one thing that I want to pursue for the rest of my life. And I feel like although I always preach about like find something, you know, you love to do and stuff like that. Like when you find something you love to do, not everything is going to be the thing you want to do for the rest of your life. A lot of the things you find are going to be temporary and they're going to be things that you like right now. I feel like there's a feeling that people get when they do find what they're going to do for the rest of their life. But I feel like it's such a huge notion that has to be ingrained. It's not going to happen when you're 16 or 17. There are special people like you and I where it does happen to us, but the majority of people in this world, it's not going to happen then. And I know, and I love how you said before, like no idea what you wanted to do until 16, because that's just how it is. You know, like for me, I thought I knew what I wanted to do when I was like nine, and then it changed 65 times until sort of right now, and it could change in the next five years too. Like I have no idea. That's really, really amazing. I want to go back a little bit to this legacy piece and this having teenagers sort of build that legacy. And I want to talk a little bit about pressure and how pressure is put on us and teens throughout the year. So if you just touch on that for a little bit and I'll jump in as you right. I couldn't agree more. I think our generation is put with so much pressure. Like we are in such a demanding and competitive economy. What I would say to teenagers who worry about, do I have high enough grades is Through my experience, I didn't get into the college I wanted to. SEC wasn't my first choice or second or third. What I do have to say, though, is that every single college, and I think in a broader view, every single thing in life has its positives and negatives. Where especially for SESU, there's a lot of great resources and every single school has great resources. Now it's up to you to find those resources and find those people and kind of explore those opportunities that every single situation has. But with pressure of school, I really would say that put it y'all, you know, there are people who I felt in high school didn't try very hard, but got great grades. And there are other people who did try hard and didn't get grades. I was someone who I felt tried hard. Of course, I'm still a teenager, just like everyone else, I would goof off. And I didn't always get the grades that I wanted. But what I can say is the perseverance that you learn through studying, through working to the assignment that you don't like, that really translates into afterwards. You know, I was very fortunate to get an incredible internship with 
Congressman Scott Peters last summer. And I didn't get that internship because of my grades. I got it because of my involvement. And I truly believe that what you learn in high school and in university and in the real life, it's not about your grades that define you. It's about who you are within and your leadership capabilities and your passions. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, after we all graduate college, maybe your grades will get you the first job or the second job. But there's going to be a point that every single company or every single employer won't care about your grades. And then it's going to be who you are will define it. No, you're 100% right. And I want to touch on this involvement piece because you and I both are very involved on campus and off campus. Just talk to me a little bit about how involvement has impacted your life and why you think it's so important. So my biggest involvement has been karate. I joined karate when I was four years old. It has always been my family. I was there during the Halloween potlucks when I was two years old as a cute baby. Yes, I used to be cute once. And it really took me from a really immature little kid who would be a little monster to the young man I am today. It's my biggest involvement. And whenever I apply for an internship, they always see, wow, you've been doing that for 15 years. And what I would say is during your involvements, don't think of it as a resume builder. Don't think of it as a challenge. Think of it as an opportunity and include it into your routine. Mm -hmm. Because it shouldn't be a hardship. It should be a great endeavor. And after time, it's going to come back and repay you. But you always got to stay humble about it because sometimes it can be difficult. I get praise about it. And I think I always want to think of myself as a public servant. You know, this is my way of giving back because it's not about who you are. It's about what you can do for others Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, because my life in the grand scheme of things, I think is very insignificant. I'm one person in the billions of years of this universe. But at the other side, I completely disagree. I think it's the relationships, the people we touch are so significant each and every single day. You don't have to create a tidal wave across this universe, but the little specks, you know, I always think of like a beach. The waves come into the beach and they change the sands each and every single day. And that's what our lives are all about. Wow, what an amazing metaphor that is. I love that. I really think this one thing that's really important to me is the leadership piece, but I want to acknowledge what you just said because it really is profound in a way that involvement is something that a lot of people ask you to do and they ask of you. And a lot of times people will do it just because they need to. Again, they're asked to, but I feel like there's such a different level to it when you do it for yourself in terms of like, you enjoy this one thing. So let me help others why I'm enjoying this. And that it allows you to feel fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout your life. I think that's super important. But I want to touch on leadership because I, as you know, I'm very big in this. I've studied this a lot. And you said leadership and involvement and like just being a good person is what defines you. And I want to touch on that because I feel like a lot of people, like I said before, they go off of grades, positions, and stuff like that. And when people hear the word leadership, they think of, oh, president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, like those positions like that. But I feel like it's so much more than that. So like, how would you define leadership? Leadership isn't about the leader. It's about the relationship you have with each and every single person. Mm -hmm. It's about stepping up, just doing good idealistically, it should be doing good for no alternative. 
motives. But as humans, you know, we do have alternative motives. We enjoy praise. We enjoy that title. And that's something we should be aware of. Not kind of, we should discourage it and we should always strive for better, but we shouldn't feel badly about it Mm -hmm. because that's part of who we are. But I completely agree with you. You know, people do think of leadership as president, vice president, secretary, treasurer. But I think leadership, you don't need a title. You can incorporate leadership in your every single routine. Mm -hmm. Something as easy as opening a door for someone behind you, I believe embodies leadership because it's nothing. It's thinking about others before yourselves. Definitely for me through like this past fall semester, I took a leadership class and we learned so many different definitions Like my brain like wants to explode. But I think that the one thing that I've learned through that is that leadership is something, the most important part of it, just like you said, is the relationships you make. And I feel like from that sort of like shift that I had, I really started to use that in terms of like an empowering myself and in point like, okay, my goal today is to talk to three people who I haven't talked to in a while or try and focus on this one person to create a deep relationship with them and stuff like that. I feel like that's really significant. But I want to talk a little bit about leadership in the sense of actionable steps that one could take to sort of enact that leadership. And like you said, when that door open for someone or, you know, it could just be like going out to coffee or lunch with someone. Mm-hmm. So like, what are some of the things in terms of in organizations, out of organizations that people could do, whether they're moving into college or whether they are still in the high school realm? Right. So what I'd recommend to everyone is reach out to leaders you admire. I think with leadership qualities, it's one of those great times that you can cheat off people. Because if you incorporate those leadership qualities and others that you admire, that makes you a better leader. And when I got into SDSU, I looked at the top 50 leaders of the university and I asked them, hey, can we grab coffee? And I kind of picked their grade. I wanted to learn as much as I possibly can for them in order for me to get better. Because the thing about leadership is you will never reach a peak. And you shouldn't because every single day, we should always strive to be better leaders and better people. I just would really recommend high school students to just reach out to those leaders and ask them, how did they become where they are? That's so good. I talk a lot about mentorship and asking for help. And so those who are sort of afraid to ask for help, what are like your top tip or your top two tips in order to like get over that fear of like reaching out and that fear of rejection? Rejection is tough for everyone. Everyone's been rejected and it sucks. But what I've realized in life, and this is probably the hardest things about life, is we learn the most when we fail. And we should always strive to not be afraid of failure because of that. And if you reach out for someone for help and they ignore you, that's not on you, that's on them. And that reflects their ability. You shouldn't take it too personal and you shouldn't harvest anger for them, but just realize that. There are always going to be some people who don't like you, who won't accept you, but those aren't the people who are important. The people who are important are those that accept you and love you no matter what. Amen to that. And I feel like mentorship is something that has impacted my life a lot. And I think that it's something that a lot of people look through and look over because it's something they're like, oh, I don't need that actually. I'm doing fine. But the one way to truly elevate your life is to have someone who's doing the things that you eventually want to do. Is there any last words from you that you want to include that I didn't touch on? I just would say that this is my favorite quote in life. 
every single life is a pile of good things and bad things. The good things don't necessarily make the bad things better, but vice versa, the bad things don't spoil the good things and make them unimportant. We all have good days and we all have bad days. But whenever we have a bad day, just always know that there have been hundreds of good days in the past and there will be thousands of good days in the future. That's so good. I love that. For this final question, this is the question that I ask all the guests on the podcast based off the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion. What is one tip you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? I have fashioned my passion through exploration and patience. My biggest weakness, I think, is I lack a lot of patience with myself. I have a lot of dreams and I want to achieve them tomorrow. But it's all about time. And I think we don't realize that we have time. You can be 18, you can be 30, and you can still not have found your passion. And that's absolutely okay. But it's all about keep on exploring and keep on thriving. Because at the end of the day, I truly believe that when you work hard, you can make a difference and you can achieve your goals. Maybe not the way you expected them, but some way, absolutely. That's so, so, so good. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad we can get this done through all of the mayhem of this virus situation going on. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.